Dude, I swear to God, my the tattoo artist that uh, and we're done. got my chest was the one that inspired <laughs> me to be a choker. Two fingers. Like, <laughs> just wedged That's his forearm in my fingers, fucking man. throat and just started going for it. It's two fingers from the bottom from the table. It's two fingers. It's two from the top. <laughs> Which What's the point of having a bigger glass if your two-figure drink is... Yeah, fuck okay. yeah. It's two fingers from the top and from the bottom. So this shit comes up a lot, but I got to tell you, one of my favorite things that I've ever seen, I want to go back and rewatch this show. I want to go back and rewatch this show like once a year. One of the greatest television shows ever on fucking TV. Shout out, Dennis Leary. I know you're not listening to this fucking podcast, but that TV show Rescue Me you did about post-9-11 New York City Fire Department. Absolutely. That motherfucker rolls into a bar... Sits down at the bar and goes, give me eight fingers of whiskey. The guy looks at him and goes, eight fingers? And he just puts his hand on the table and goes, eight fingers. I don't know if you guys know or not. That's a fucking pint glass. Yeah. (laughs) Beautiful. That's awesome. Everything about that show is amazing. He made me want to go out and find a mutt to adopt. Mm -hmm. Because he's got a dog that he just calls asshole. Give me a little asshole. Like, all right, asshole. Hey, little asshole, give me a kiss. <laughs> so we got Jay Jabari. Jay Jabari. Thank you guys for having me, man. It's uh, it's a pleasure. It's an honor. I'm so fired up, man. I'm so excited for you guys. And at the same time, I mean, you guys are my brothers. I love you guys to death. So it's awesome to be here and spend time with you guys in the midst of all this. So I really appreciate you guys having me here. Hey man, thanks for coming in and you know, your family. So I don't mind spending time in a room with you. Hell no, man. For those of you who have been missing us over the last couple of weeks, you probably are aware that uh, we had the Oregon run a couple of weeks ago and uh, a lot of people did a lot of different things. And that's kind of what we're going to touch on today. Me and Adam and Jay's adventures and misadventures over that weekend plus where we were out riding or trying to ride or failing to ride. Failing at everything. <laughs> it's been rough. It has been rough. Uh, this week's episode is brought to you by High West High West Whiskey in a first for the uh, right for the in the first for the Ride More Talk Less podcast. Uh, our guest <laughs> supplied the whiskey. That has never happened before. Never. So we've got High West Whiskey. It's the American Prairie Bourbon, and uh, we'll chime in after we've had a little bit of it and tell you how terrible it is by a little bit uh there half the bottle's missing we haven't even started yet like, uh, it was a yeah. full bottle when he cracked it we got pretty heavy pours so this is going to be a good episode apparently i'm not sorry <laughs> if, uh, i'm not sorry if jay was a bartender i would only drink at his bar yeah <laughs> can i get sorry. a can i get a whiskey neat it's a half a bottle but <laughs> what you asked for right eight fingers <laughs> eight, eight fingers eight fingers <laughs> I'm looking forward to this a lot, man. We got a lot going on, uh, a lot to talk about. Also, this is the last episode of the season, so it's our finale. We got a bunch of people that are going to either at least show up or chime in or something during the course of the episode. It's our first episode in this in the actual like official studio. We're finally moved in. Um, you know, I, I feel like this is a got the potential to be a good day. Breakthrough. Maybe. We shall see. We've also got some stuff on the horizon, so like Adam said, this is the last uh, of the season, and starting next season, we're going to be trying to do, I guess you might call them segments, or carry-throughs for the whole season, but uh, I think we'll leave that for season two. Intro? Yeah. 
I mean, we could do it now, give people a heads up. Well, yeah, let's finalize it. But uh, as much as this is the end of the season, this is not, it's not like you're going to wait a year for us to start picking up again. We're going to go right into the next season. Uh, We're going to keep recording episodes, uh, keep posting them up. There's not going to be a big delay between now and the next episode. But uh, the content's going to change quite a bit. Um, Well, not quite a bit. We're still going to stick to the same format. We're just going to have additional stuff to put in that you may find more useful and we've actually sourced some good spaces to be able to do that. So, or or less useful, or less <laughs> useful. Yeah, we've That's got some sure. really really fun, terrible ideas coming at you. It's all a matter of perspective. I'm super excited either way. Mm, mm, mm. Actually, not bad. This is good shit. Yeah, I gotta dig into mine. Jay, we talked about this out. at CC. Remember what I said? Yeah. If you preface a phrase with the word actually, you're full of shit. Well, this whiskey's actually not bad. <laughs> Fucking burns so good. Yeah. You know, Jay, though, I got to agree with you. This whiskey's actually not that bad. <laughs> no, I get, you know, the, the signature for me, like the first thing when it comes to a whiskey is I put the whole glass in my nose and take a good rip of it. And if all I get is rubbing alcohol, at least I know what I'm in for. I'm not saying it's a bad whiskey. But I know what I'm in for. And, and this, this is indeed this doing that. Like, rubbing alcohol. Uh, it's not that bad, though. It doesn't make my nose feel like it's on fire like some whiskeys. Like, is it not that bad or is it actually not, not that bad? No, it's not. It's not medicinal at all. Like some whiskeys, you put them up to your nose and you just get like raw rubbing alcohol vapors up in your nose. And this isn't doing that. So this actually spent a, a good amount of time in a barrel. It's got oh. an oaky smell to it. Tavi's watching us apparently. Hey, hey. He's over there on that. Tavi Tavi's watching us uh through FaceTime because he's stuck in Utah recovering and uh he's bored as shit. So I'm gonna ask him to mute his mic so that we don't get background noise from him, but then he gets to see the magic happen live. Yeah, which is fun. <laughs> I mean I do when we when we move forward, I do want to figure out a way to go live. I think it's gonna wind up being Instagram TV, uh, but That'd be something fun to hear back from our listeners. Like, what live format do you want us to do it in? Whether it's YouTube, Instagram TV, Facebook. Um, just w- which one would you tune into to give us some feedback? Because we've got some promotions coming up where it'll be really helpful to talk to people live and get feedback. Hell, at the same time, you guys got listeners, I mean, now globally. And it'd be nice to kind of... Yeah, we've got a global listener. Yeah, yeah. Oh, actually, a- Ireland. We got several people in Ireland. We've got several people in Canada. Uh, Slovakia, of course, is probably our most distant listener. Fucking Slovakia guy. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. But think about it. Like, now put a visual to that so that they can see our faces and see, you know, you guys. And, and I still kinda- don't know if I'm willing to show them my face. I mean, I think that that would just tank our fucking audience. Yeah, I was wondering, <laughs> like... Get some feedback from you guys. Do you do you want us to record video for these so that you can see our ugly mugs while we're doing it? The other thing too is uh, if you were following the Oregon Run, COVID Run, Ride Apart, Repeat that we were doing a couple weeks ago, uh, we were playing Slovakia guy pretty close to the the vest. But I think if you were paying attention to the the feed on Instagram, you might have an idea of who Slovakia guy is now. Oh, Slovakia guy is definitely outed, but you had to pay attention. Yeah, it was subtle, but it was really good. I, I liked it. I thought it was a it was a great introduction. Yeah, Slovakia guy is dope. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was as cool to be from Slovakia and just be a badass like that. All right, so 
Oregon run, COVID run 19, mm-hmm. Oregon run 2020, right apart, repeat. Um, Adam, you wanted to kick it off so we can go, we can go low and, and build. Yeah. Uh, give me one second here. Jay, you're a little soft-spoken, so wait for those meters to completely die out, and then I want you to talk at your normal level. And yeah, I, no problem. I want to see if the mic's picking you up. Sure, no problem. Check one, two, three. got to wait for them to completely drop out. Okay, yeah, I'm just normally talking here. and Yeah, so I had to lower the gain to, to 0.3. So Seth and I are a little more pronounced, so I had the gains up at 0.6. But when you were talking a minute ago, when they all dropped to zero, your mic didn't come back on because you weren't projecting. But it's cool. I got it dialed in. You should be okay now. Shitty. But we may have missed a little bit of weight. Projecting my ago. voice. You know what I mean? All right, fine. Now you're, now you're ruining it. He fixed it for you so that you can just be a normal dude, and now you're fucking it up, man. Well, yeah, uh, I didn't know I had to come in here and use teacher voice. Get all yeah, fucking FM DJ on me. <laughs> this is 99. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. <laughs> we haven't done that one in a while. <laughs> I'm, it is I'm, Sunday. I'm doing we the, are back I'm doing on the Sunday. slow jams voice. I'm doing like the smooth R&B. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, you're doing adult contemporary. <laughs> this is 99.3 J with the smooth sailing. This is 69.420. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, you get, a, you get a lot of fucking listeners then, dude. <laughs> maybe not the right, maybe not the crowd you're looking for. Yeah, it only goes down to like 88.1 yeah. or 88.7 or something. I don't know what the lowest FM band. You know when the last time I listened to radio is? I, I, the last time I listened to radio is when I was a little girl. Like, I don't, I don't even remember. Like 20 minutes ago in the car. I <laughs> The uh, so my car is an 03, it's got a six, a six dish changer that's broken in it, and I don't have Bluetooth, so I listen to, to Charlie 97.1. They're yeah, doing their, their all 80s weekend. I gotta tell you, man, it's, it's not fucking bad. He's got do you have a uh, do you have a cassette player in there? I do not, oh, that's too bad. He's got but, an 03 with a six dish CD changer, and the one CD that's in there is Chumba Wumba. Probably from who I bought that car from, I don't fucking doubt it, and it's probably in there upside down and sideways because fucking butterfingers, motherfucker. Anyway, oh man, I love that we just come back in and we get right back into our rhythm of go go go, talk a bunch and say nothing. Wait, so you don't you don't talk shit when you're when you're not in front of the microphone? Because I do this to people all day. Oh yeah, all day every day. I love this. This is so natural because it's like it's just it's like us sitting at fucking the bar or CC, just sitting there, just talking shit, yeah, and just looking at each other like just just making dumbass conversation. That's that's it. Derrida, you learned the secret of the Ride More Talk Less podcast. Yep. It's amazing. <laughs> it's all about ride less and talk more. It's amazing. It's ride less and talk more. Mm. So I guess the, the thing that I wanted to talk about most was my experience with AAA over my my little trip that I had. So we had multiple mechanical failures, and I'm not going to say that the trip was a total fuck-up wash, but what I'm going to talk about are the bad things that happened on my trip and what I could have done beforehand to kind of protect myself and keep that from being as much of a problem as it was, because there's just minutia in the, in the AAA stuff that I didn't know before leaving that I should have. Um, so first day out motorcycle broke, we had it towed back to Portland. Uh, we got the car, you know, we were covered all by AAA on that. No fucking problem at all. We get the car, we get into California after three days of touring around Oregon, which was a ton of fun. And the engine blows on the car 
as we're going up Mount Shasta, and we have to have the car towed. We're 30 miles from K Falls, which had a dealership that they could work on the car, but because we were over the California border, we weren't allowed to be towed back into Oregon. Apparently, there's some weird law where tow trucks are licensed for their individual states and not borders. And if you don't have uh, the the premier membership for for AAA, they won't tow you to the border and have another car come meet you. They'll only tow you within that limitation of that state. So instead of being towed progressively 30 miles back home into a dealership that can help us, they towed us 50 miles south into Wairika and dropped us off in oh. fucking Wairika, California, which if you've ever been there, there's a couple of hotels and a couple fast food joints and a shitload of tweakers, which I've got a good story about why all the tweakers are there too. Um, but there's there's one mechanic in town who can't look at your car. And no, it's just he's got a heavy <laughs> workload because AAA is dumping shit on him oh, all sure. the fucking time. And he's the only one within 100 miles of the border that they can tow you to and drop you at. So he's got a backlog of cars. I'm sure he's making money hand over fist, but he doesn't have the time to, to do rush jobs. So there's that. You can't get a Greyhound ticket out of Wairika. You can't get an Amtrak ticket out of Wairika. You can't rent a car and leave Wairika. That's only like returns. You can't do uh, a leave and come or a leave and drop off like you can with Enterprise or something. So we got stuck and in it's my all round trip. They won't do a one way. Right. And that's the same thing for for if I would have walked um, 20 miles south to the next town, it was the same thing. I could only get a rental car that would let me do round trips. I couldn't do one way trips with it. Uh, still no no Greyhound. Still no Amtrak. Nothing. You're just fucking stuck. The um the auto parts stores in town didn't have any parts where I could try to fix the car myself. Like there was literally nothing I could do. So we spent two days there and then had to call AAA and explain to them that the situation that they dropped us off in was actually worse than just leaving us alongside the highway because at least if we were left alongside the highway, we were closer to Oregon and we could have gotten a ride from from somebody to take us back over the border. So finally, after like hours of fucking with them on the phone, they agreed to take us to Medford, which was north of Wairika, and drop us off there. And everything was golden after that because Medford's got a ton of resources. So my advice is get the AAA Premier, which is $30 a year more than the Plus, so it's not that big of a deal. That has uh, a one-time tow of 200 miles, no questions asked, wherever you want to go. So if you want to get towed back up over a border, if you want to get, you know, towed not to the station that they recommend, things like that, you've got more flexibility on where you, you determine that you're going. Uh, it has trip interruption protection for 1500 bucks. So if you get stuck in a hotel room, you need to eat, you know, stuff like that. It's all covered by AAA. So, yeah. And it's 130 bucks a year. I'm going to find an excuse to use that this year. And it, if I have to tow a motorcycle across town, that's more than 130 bucks. Dude, 130 bucks a year, man. That's like, it's nothing. 11, 11 bucks a month. That's, I mean, you're buying yourself long-term insurance there. Like that's awesome. Yeah. So addition to the 200 mile tow, you also get your, your normal, like hundred mile tows that you get a certain number of those every year and all that stuff too. But, but having that initial like 200 mile procedure where you can get out, then that gets you within the range of some place where you might, you know, pay a few extra bucks and go a little bit further or something like that. But 
towing us from Wairika to Portland, they were talking about anywhere from $5 a mile to $25 a mile oh after my. our 100 miles. We were only 300 miles. So if we had that 200-mile tow and we got dropped off in Eugene, you know, and then got a hotel room for the night and then the next morning used another 100-mile tow, that would have put us in Portland. Yeah, so... And then you got no more to- tows for the year. I remember when uh, but, AAA was like unlimited towing for members. Well, we towed they, like reduced it. To, it's like three free a year, and then you have to pay for them or some shit. Yeah, maybe. I think that we've we've used like three or four tows on just Cherie's AAA this year. Her bike, her car twice. Uh, her brother's bike, I think, got towed once on it. So I mean, and, it's maybe, and that may be a base model, a base level AAA thing too, and not the plus. Yeah. Yeah, when you get into the, the the plus and the premium, you need plus for a motorcycle at least, and then premium covers you even beyond the plus. So uh, just when you get outside of state lines, it gets weird. And yeah. just know know how you're covered because uh, we did have people on the Oregon run in 2018 that were Arizona residents who couldn't get a tow in Oregon because they only had the basic membership and they didn't want to upgrade while they were on their ride. Like. They they could have just paid for the difference between the basic and the premium and probably gotten a tow out of it, but they chose not to. Yeah. So they were stuck, you know, and hmm. just protect yourself before you leave and know your coverage. That's huge. That's good shit, man. And see, that's all the useful information that I have for the whole episode. Well, <laughs> but see, there you go. Adam, look at Tavi. Look at fucking Tavi. Oh, my <laughs> God. Look at those, with his fucking those gorgeous, gorgeous locks. Yeah, yeah, okay, rub it in. Yeah, yeah rub it in. Sexy. Rub it in to the I guy wish... with the fucking bald spot that looks like every other Persian dad in the world. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> yeah, I see how it goes. Yeah, I thanks. wish my Appreciate hair grew it. like that. My hair grows out. It doesn't grow down. <laughs> I look it's, like Einstein when I let amazing. my shit go. It's amazing. I can grow a beard, and I can grow a, a, a chest fro down to my ball fro, but uh, I'll be <laughs> goddamned if I can grow fucking hair on my head because... You know, apparently it just decided to recede and go south. Thanks. Appreciate it. Rub it oh, in. Atta, baby. Well, here's another example, though, of Adam <laughs> going through a bunch of shit that nobody wants to go through just for your benefit of learning from his misfortune. Yeah, and that's the whole reason why I need to have a, bot, a podcast or something, because bad luck follows me. I always get out of it. Like, I always figure out how to how to make that shit in my favor. But, you know, I, I don't think anybody else needs to go through that shit. No, but hell, you've had so many of these experiences, man. Just being around, uh, like... You know, the past three years, like spending time together, you've had so many different experiences that you've been able to then, um, then you've been able to translate those experiences to teachable moments, which me as, you know, as a teacher and as, as a, as a lifelong learner and as a student, um, I find those extremely valuable because there are people, there are our friends, there are people that we don't even know that will come around and they'll hear these stories. And it's kind of like that, Hey, by the way, don't do as I don't do as I did. Learn as I did, and and it, it, that's a beautiful thing, man. To yeah. be able to have those. So yeah, you know what? Like I know you feel like you have shit luck, or you feel like you know bad things follow you, or whatever the case is. But you are kind of like that poster child for hey, look, this happened, and you know you can learn from this experience, and this is what I took away from it. These are those these are those teachable moments, and it's it's, it's, a, it's a beautiful thing actually. Yeah. And, you know, if for the price of a good oil change, you can protect yourself from something like that, why not do it? I didn't. And I was fine because you <laughs> took all the bad luck and I got all the good luck. Oh, we'll talk about your trip in a minute, I guess. Yeah, that's Talk fine. Sucker. <laughs> <laughs> My trip was different. 
Where did you go? Uh, everywhere. I've been everywhere, man. I've, I've been, been everywhere, everywhere man. <laughs> Cross the mountain there, man. I've been everywhere. Uh, I went down to visit my family in Central California. It took several days to do it. This is kind of like a build. We got Adam's experience of all the stuff he went through, and then we got me, and it's just building up and getting like longer and longer and more epic. And we're gonna come in for the finale with Jay and his just magnificent nonsense that he got into. But <laughs> um, ten calendar days, eight days of riding. I took a couple days off when I was visiting my family. Just didn't get on the bike at all, and I don't know how I feel about that. I ended up putting down twenty four hundred miles in eight days of riding, so I averaged oh, about yeah. three hundred miles a day. It was great. Every moment on the back of the bike was awesome, and I was not upset about it at all. Um, if I had put down a day ride while I was in California with my family, I could have broke 2,500. I think that would have been a really good number. But, you know, it is what it is. I got 24. My my brain's always been a numbers thing. Uh 2,402.9 miles from home to home Hell over the yeah. course of 10 days. Hell yeah. Uh, it was great. So left two Fridays ago from Portland and rode with my roommate and our friend Ben down to Medford and stayed with her. Um, my roommates, Megan, uh, stayed with her family down there overnight and then left from Medford and took 99 and 199, which if you've never ridden 199 through Northern California, I realize that this is an Oregon podcast and we're talking about the shit that we did for the Oregon run, but we got real fast and loose with it this year because of the social distancing stuff hit that road. It's fucking gorgeous. It's been recently resurfaced. Um, I don't know like how recently, but recent enough that it is in great shape. It's Mm. beautiful road. It's beautiful scenery and it's excellent surface. I can't, I can't enough with that. It was a awesome. It was like probably my favorite leg of the trip with the exception of maybe I'll talk about another leg that I did toward the end. Uh, now where, where is this? Is this East or West? It's, it's 199 is a, is a state highway southbound uh-huh. out of Medford uh-huh. toward your, it dumps off in Eureka. Eureka, not Eureka. Yeah, not Eureka okay. on the coast. And for sure, people that sure. don't know, those are two very different fucking places. Fuck Eureka. If Fuck you live Wairica. in Eureka, oh my God. I'm, oh, yeah. I didn't get into why the tweakers are in Eureka, but I'll, I'll, I'll get back Wairica, to that later. Don't man. let me forget about that. Uh, so we went to Eureka. We stayed with some people that we know. We did. Uh, we, we met up with one of our sponsors. Hung out down there, camped on their property. That was a whole beautiful experience in and of itself. He's, mm. The dude's got this place built out. He's got two gorgeous cabins. He's got a nice shower with a like hot water. Where was this? He's got the most beautiful down down outside of Eureka. Okay, who who did you guys stay with? Punchy. Oh yes. Yeah, and uh, he's got the most built out, epically gorgeous outhouse I've ever seen in my life. I wouldn't expect anything less from Punchy, but uh, yeah, it's four, four, two by fours and some corrugated slant roofing. And you're just looking out in the wilderness as you take a dump. It's beautiful. <laughs> nice. You know, okay, <laughs> no so walls. The most glorious dump you've ever taken. No, no oh walls, no lights, fucking nothing. You know, that episode of, um, of, uh, Rick and Morty where he, where he has like the epic shit spot where he's got the toilet that looks out over, like this grand expanse. 
I don't. That's oh. so weird for me. I think that's season four. I haven't watched anything in season four. I think it's the episode where they've got like the, the alien that's trying to convince people to make an app. But part of the, the subsection is him like having this epic shit spot that he has to go to. And it's just this toilet bowl with this amazing natural view around it. It exists in the real world. Uh, Stormy on Instagram uh, just did a video of her taking a shit on that toilet in the real world. It exists. It's just on a mountain. It's just a toilet bowl on top of a fucking mountain overlooking like this vast expanse. Challenge of accepted. Yeah, thank you very much. I want to go to that. Challenge accepted. Where yeah. is this shit and how I, do we get there? I don't know yet, but as soon as I know, we're all going to eat beans. And <laughs> <go there>. <laughs> <laughs> fucking say less. Like, fucking say less. Let's do this. Yeah, we're, yeah. We're, let's do this. We got to find it. I have Mr. Send It sitting behind me. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> you know what I mean? And uh, yeah, shit. Mr. Send It, by the way, is John. John Gardner. John Gardner. Yeah. You'll remember him from the episode where he outran the cop. Well, did not outrun the cops. (laughs) (laughs) Failed to outrun the cops. In Eastern Oregon. Oops. Yeah, so day one was Portland and Medford. Day two was Medford to Eureka. Day three was where I split off from Ben and Megan and headed south on my own. And I spent the rest of the trip on the road by myself, which was something that I really needed to recharge. Absolutely. Uh, That's when you went down to Bakersfield, right? Yeah. Day three was spoilers, bro. Uh, day three was Eureka to San Carlos, just south of San Mateo, just south of San Jose. Mm-hmm. I think if I'm remembering my geography correctly, South Bay area. Um, the highlight of that trip was going out to the bar and buying a couple rounds for the people that I was staying with hmm. and going, man, I fucking miss Oregon because 10 drinks was <laughs> $125 before tip. <laughs> yeah. I've had it be worse down there. Uh, yeah, man. you get into Southern California, it's $20 a drink for fucking well whiskey. Yeah, man. That was a, that my, my Jameson was $13 a shot. That was a $60 bar tab in Oregon. It was uh, twice as much. California. And a $40 bar tab in Southern Oregon. Yeah, man. California is like the army big green weenie. It's amazing. You know what I mean? Uh, You're going to get fucked either way. So the worst, the worst day of the trip by far and away was day four. When I went from San Carlos down to Bakersfield where my family. And, uh, I had a choice between four and a half hours of ride time, slabbing it straight down. I five, or seven hours of ride time sticking to the coast. And I just decided to suck it up and slab it and get it done. But I got to tell you straight, flat, boring slab. I five through central California. Shit. You not. I was dozing off on the bike. I had to pull over at a rest stop and take a nap. Yeah. It's terrible. It's it's, shit's dangerous. Don't fuck with it. Discussion with somebody the other day. Like the, the most dangerous thing you can do on a motorcycle is 60 miles an hour in a straight line. Yep. The drone of the motor the the like no changes in scenery the white line flashing by like i think that's more dangerous than than ripping like 90% of your ability through the corners it's like, you go into a trance yep. you go into this weird trance and if you're not like pushing it and if you're not hauling ass you're you're going to this weird trance and the weird part is is I know exactly what you're talking about because you start seeing things it's hypnotic start, yeah you start seeing things um but that's part of what you're looking for on an epic motorcycle road trip. But you have to be aware that that happens and you have to know how to deal with it when it comes up and you can allow yourself to occupy that space, but you have to be aware of it enough that you can get yourself out of that space. 
Yeah. Like there's a happy medium there where you're playing with that hypnotic area. Kind of conscious awareness, but at the same time, it's, it's almost like a, like a half dream state. Um, pretty cool. Yeah. He's pausing it. It's fine. Oh. Tavi keeps going on pause. He's doing his thing. He's probably looking at porn or something. I don't know. He's over uh, there, the highlight like, of that. The highlight of that. Don't shitty, choke the tip. Don't choke the tip, Tavi. Yeah. The the highlight of that droning, boring slab of freeway was my last stop before I got in. Before I rolled into town, was this little shell station off the side of the freeway. Literally the only fucking thing there is this shell station and the parking lot of the shell, sh- the shell station had a taco truck Oh shit! with delicious fucking tacos. Oh baby. Yeah. So I hit up three tacos, filled up my gas tank, drank some water, drank a Red Bull. Oh yeah. This trip, 2,400 miles in eight days. <laughs> I drank my fucking weight in Red Bull. <laughs> I was going to ask how many Red Bulls did you drink? I but... did not keep track. I drank at least three a day. So you're a Red Bull guy. Uh, I'm not a Red Bull guy, except I needed quick, cold energy. And so I drank Bang. That stuff tastes like I can't. I can't. My friend gave it to me, and I realized it's like supposed to be sugar free or something. It like is. That. It is. It is the most cloyingly sweet. It's just fucking undrinkable to me. It is the most processed, like lab created bullshit you could ever. And drink. that's part of the reason I like Red Bull. Is like that shit is bad for you, but it's mostly not genetically engineered shit it's mostly stuff that you can find in real food that I mean, they have just fair. extracted and dumped in a can and so did you yeah, know I'm a red bull guy the 100 percent pure powdered caffeine is available on the internet for ten dollars a pound can i just snort it yes. <laughs> no yeah no i can't talk about that however <laughs> you can't get in trouble for having it and I mean, when you're when you're mixing it into a drink, you're talking about a tenth of a teaspoon, equaling as much as like six Coca Colas in in one quick drink. Uh, yeah. So don't don't experiment with it for the first time on the road. Get it at home. Play with it. And if your heart stops, have your friends there to take you to the hospital because pure caffeine ca- can stop your fucking heart. A caffeine so it's like, overdose. So it's like drinking like three red lines back to back. Oh. Yeah, no so shit. A, no, a caffeine is overdose, it available on Amazon? It's available everywhere. A caffeine overdose is no joke. If you've never overdosed on caffeine, let me tell you why you want to avoid that. You cannot sleep and you will spend your evening not sleeping on the bathroom floor, puking your guts out every three minutes and sweating. Oh my God. Is that bad? Like, yes. If your heart, no stop. way. If your heart doesn't stop. This is what happens when you drink like a two liter of Mountain Dew and take four of those no dose tab or tablets that are like each of those is like four of the tablets. Like if you're trying to stay up to work, uh, to work graveyard shift doing security, which are so on the road may- truckers beware. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, man. Yeah, they're experienced, man. The, the truckers are the least of my worries with amphetamines. Those guys know what they're doing. That's who I learned my tricks from. <laughs> they <Yeah>. dose it. <laughs> They dose it. You got so I got tacos. Bro. You got a microdose. <laughs> I got tacos. I got into Bakersfield. Um, I got very lucky. Central California is known for being balls hot in the summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, the height, the height of the heat while I was there was like ninety, which is yeah. temperate because that place gets up to one hundred and ten easily on a, on a good day easily. Uh, so the the weather held out for me really well. Uh, I stayed for a couple days. I got to see my family. I got to see my uh, grandma, 
which I didn't think was going to happen, which really kind of made my trip for me. I spoke to my dad the week before and I said, I'm thinking about coming down to San Diego. What do you think about that? And with all the COVID pandemic and everything that's going on, he's like, it's not a good idea. She doesn't want to talk about it, but she is really anxious Mm -hmm. about uh, infection and contamination and stuff like that. But now how old is your grandmother? She's 99. Are you serious? Yeah. She'll be a hundred in January. Holy shit. Yep. And she's doing great. That she doesn't think so. Amazing. Yeah, she doesn't think so, but she's doing fantastic, especially for 99. Yo, I think that's what? the key to not dying is to start in your 60s thinking you're going to die every day. Probably. <laughs> because every old codger that I've ever met that's doing fine in their old age is just like fucking just been a bitch since they were in their 60s. Yeah. Like, I'm going to die tomorrow. So part of my trip originally was to ride all the way to San Diego, which is another four hours south of where I ended Easy. up. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I talked to my dad and he didn't think it was a good idea. Then the universe had its own fucking idea. And uh, by a turn of fate, my grandmother ended up in Bakersfield mm-hmm. while I was there. So I got to have dinner with her, catch up with her a little bit, tell her I love her, get to see her again, all that jazz. Before can we our, please do another trip? And I'm sorry to interrupt you. Yeah. But please, can we make another trip? Because I would love, I would absolutely love to go down with you. And meet your grandmother. I mean, as soon as uh, we don't have to worry about people killing people with breathe with breathing on them. Yeah, no shit. For sure. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I stayed in Bakersfield for a couple days. I got in Monday afternoon. I left Thursday morning. First thing. Mm-hmm. Uh. And that Bakersfield, that shitty day into Bakersfield, was kind of the turning point. Bakersfield was great. From there, I left, headed back out to the coast, and I stayed in Monterey mm-hmm. overnight. Uh, then I left Monterey and went from Monterey up to Woodland, which is just north of Davis. And I got to crash with our buddy Stewie. Anybody who knows Oregon Run knows Ride More Stewart. Talk Less. Yeah, baby. Stuart is one of our guys, and he's got a great house. He was an immaculate host. He cooked dinner. He's got a swimming pool. I'm what a phenomenal so human fucking being. Excited. Yeah. What a phenomenal human being. I got to being. hang out with him and his wife and his wife's sister. And they're Beautiful all great wife, people. Beautiful wife. Wonderful people. Yes. Yeah. And uh, they put me up for the night. They fed me dinner. They fed me fuckloads of gin. If you guys have never <laughs> had Bolt Gin, B-O-L-D-T, it is an oak barrel aged gin. Oh, it's an old Tom. What? Yeah. So it's a woody gin instead of an herbal gin. And yeah, it is floral fucking fantastic. That's a thing. I, it's a, I think they call that old Tom when you have an, uh, a gin that's actually aged in a barrel. That's my preferred way of drinking. gin. Old I like Tom. Them. Yeah. Yeah. It, and it's a, it's a brown colored gin because it's aged. It's got tannins in it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's what? awesome. Uh, I've been shit. looking for it. There's a handful of places that have it. One of the places that has it is actually right up the street from us. The Hawthorne liquor store. Yeah. Yeah. There's a um, local place. Now bolts. I, I want to try that bolt. Of course. It's. Do you want me to ask my guy good. at uh, total wine, total wine and liquor? Or total wine and beer. Or oh, whatever. total wine will have it for sure. Like, Absolutely, they have such a huge selection. Dude, I asked, ridiculous. I asked the guy the other day. <laughs> so bring to, one to Portland. To preface, to preface what you were saying, um, I asked the guy the other day at Total Wine because I just inherited a kegerator. By the way, um, I <laughs> yeah, just, that's what some everybody needs. Yeah, I just inherited a five hundred dollar kegerator with two taps uh, for free, um, 
And the guy was like, hey, dude, here, it's it's yours. You can have it, whatever the case is. So I called Total Wine and, and, and Liquor, and um, I went down there and met with the general manager. And I was like, hey, man, I'm from Texas and born and raised. I'm a, die, I'm a diehard Texan. I love, Lo- I love Lone Star, and I love Shiner Bach. And is there any possibility that you can fill my pony keg with Shiner Bach? And he goes, whatever do you need, we can get it. Yeah. Nice. And I was like, well, well, do I have to take my pants off for this? Like, what <laughs> <laughs> Like, like, what does that mean exactly? A quick tangent to your tangent. Tavi just texted me and said, trying to get the sound to go through my sound bar, fuckers. <laughs> that's, why he keeps, that's why he keeps pausing. Because he's trying to get better audio from this FaceTime call that we're on while we're recording. That's awesome. <laughs> So I stayed with Stuart overnight. Uh, he is doing the the keto thing. So he made this delicious spinach and chicken salad with blue cheese. And I just fuck my life, man. It was real, real good. Cooked me a real true traditional sausage and egg sandwich for breakfast the next morning. Like oh, English man. style, legit English style. For those of you who don't know, Stuart is from uh, England. That man and will make you he fall gave in love. me this yeah dude, he gave me this sausage this sausage and egg sandwich that had uh, his preferred conglomeration of ketchup and brown sauce and <laughs> what is brown brown sauce is kind of like so a one sauce okay. is like the shitty bastard stepchild okay okay of brown sauce Fair there's enough. a couple different companies that make brown sauce it's a big sauce in the UK uh, the most common one is HP. HP sauce. If you go like right up the street from here on Hawthorne, there's a place called the Top Club. You fucked me up there for a second because I thought you were talking Hewlett Packard. No, no, no. no. It's, it's Houses of Parliament, actually. Okay, but, gotcha. Because it's right. the UK. Uh, right up the street from here, it's the same. It looks like if you look at it, just glance at it, it looks like A1. It's okay. the same square glass bottle, but it's thicker. Worcestershire style? No. it's It tastes like a less offensive, less harsh A1. Okay. Um, without, I mean, you just have to eat some, I'll get, I'll get some HP sauce at some point and like, I'll have you actually, you know what? Fuck. I have some at home. I just need to like cook something to put it on and then you can try it and see what it's about. Party at Seth. Veal bangers and mash. Yeah, That's man. That's it. Oh, uh, I actually learned, like, I love the fucking organic nature of this shit. So bangers, I learned what a banger is. Everybody around the world, including people in the UK, Stuart taught me this. He disabused me of my ignorance. Everyone in the world, including a lot of people in the UK, think that a banger is an English-style sausage. Negative. No. A banger is a description of an overcooked sausage. Really? Yes. No, so I didn't you, know that. Way. Yeah. Okay. If you fuck up the sausage by burning it and overcooking it and drying it out, that is a quote-unquote banger. Interesting. Huh. Okay. So the reason they serve it with like mash and mushy peas so the is to f- add moisture back to the so conglomeration. So the minute you fuck the sausage completely, yeah. You know, so bangers and mash, out, right? bangers and mash is served that way because they're trying to unfuck the sausage. <laughs> so the banger, like if you split the sausage and fry it and get a crust on it, then you've got a banger basically. Now you're talking about an open face sausage. No, I mean, it depends. So he, he like, he did that. He split the sausage. He cut it in sections about two inches long and fried it up. It was fantastic, but that was not, that was just an English style sausage. Like everybody thinks it's like a specific style with specific seasonings. But a banger is just 
a fucked up sausage. Okay. <laughs> well, that's good to know because I I've always felt kind of like off on that terminology. Yeah. Like I'll order bangers places and they won't be fried and fucked up like that, and I'll be yep. confused about what I'm getting. So yeah. it's the place that's that's serving the sausage that doesn't get exactly what that terminology is. One. So are you like me? Um, I, I apologize. I'm no, sorry, man. but. Are you like me? Like when you go to get fucking bangers and mash, all of a sudden you realize it's just a goddamn brat. Yeah, yeah. I like mean, the seasoning is different. Most, most places, sort. most places, it's an English style sausage, and the seasoning is different. Right. But that in and of itself does not make it a banger. Yeah, the banger oh, part I'll be is damn. when okay. the banger part is when they fuck it up and overcook it. <laughs> Which is kind of what I'm looking for on on an English breakfast. Like I want that fried sausage that's barely on the verge of being edible. So kind of like I want to put soccer. it in the beans and I want it to soak up that juice. Like, yeah, totally. So kind of like a soccer dad who has no idea how to fucking run a grill. Yeah. It's <laughs> nice to know that I'm ordering properly and it's the restaurant that's fucking up my order. Not. I'm gonna <laughs> yeah. send it back next time. I'm gonna be like, this isn't a banger. Like, this yeah. sausage is cooked too well. Yeah. Go, oh, back. Awesome. Go back. Go back and dry it out yeah, piece of yeah. shit. Burn it and dry it out. <laughs> so, uh, yes, I would like the leather, please. Stayed with Stuart and his wife. Uh, going into that day, my plan was actually to leave from their place and head back to the coast and stay in Eureka and then go back up 199 and kind of hit the coast again and hit that beautiful road going back north instead of uh, what I ended up doing, which just made the most sense. I was looking at my days and I had like a four hour day to get back out to the coast. And then I had a seven hour day for my final night. My final night was planned for bend. I was going to stay in bend overnight and then have my last leg be a nice, easy trip. So now you're whipping back around. Yeah. So I was going to whip out to the coast and then come back up through Medford to bend. And that was going to make for a really long day. So what I did was rerouted and uh, changed my plan. I went out through the Lassen Lassen National Monument volcanic beds in Northern California. So I where is this located? I shot out east from from uh, Davis Woodland. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. I went up through Chico and then shot out east through the volcanic beds. So at some point you had to hop on ninety nine. Very briefly. Yeah. To cut through Chico, of course. Yeah. yeah. That's where I stopped in Chico and fueled up before I hit the road. And then I went out through Lassen. If you, it's L-A-S-S-E-N. If mm-hmm. you Google it, you can see it. Yep. The road has one section that's kind of straight and boring, but mostly it's like it's nice, nice and windy. It's not, it's not hairpins, but it's like sweeping curves. And it's like, it's like high desert. It's not, it's, it's kind of starkly, like it's kind of like a stark desert landscape but it's high desert so it's got hills it's got curves it's got rock features like it it was a really beautiful ride so just to, to kind of check in on your your landscape stuff like at that point you're high desert but early on when you were doing the 199 doesn't that dip down into like the northern part of the redwoods and stuff more of like i mean i would forest? call that redwood yeah. area yeah yeah because i don't think we touched on that but that's a good quick way to get into like quote unquote redwoods without going down to the redwoods national park is just to take the 199 and cut across over to like crescent city or eureka or something like that yeah. and then you can take There's the an, oh you know what? so that's my bad actually 199 does not go into eureka 199 goes into crescent city and then yeah. we hit 101 you know going four days back the one 101 
That's um, solid. That's solid. But Lassen was great. And so what I did was I rerouted from Eureka to Weed. Nice. Look at this cool guy. So I have, we're looking at Tavi. He's got these like. <laughs> With his fucking low. It looks like he's got Ray-Bans or something on. But I've got, I have a pair of original gargoyles from the 80s, like the first Terminator movie gargoyles. Oh, nice. shit. They need new lenses, but the frames are pristine. I think I'm going to order up a new set of I was going to say, that seems those. like a company that might like just throw you some new lenses if they still manufacture. They do. They still make that, that exact frame, those lenses. They still make everything. I just got to order a set. Now, does it come with the bad to the bone theme playing in the background, like when you open the box? I mean, that's what I hear when I see Tavi right now. I'm bad. Give me your clothes. Give me your clothes. I actually can't. I'm trying to lip read, but I can't tell if he said thank you or fuck you. He said fuck you. Oh, he said fuck you. All right, cool. The the, so, the wire the wire is definitely fucking up the the yeah absolutely. Yeah, so coming through, uh, I came out of Lassen into uh, Weed. Actually, I came in south of Weed. I honestly can't tell you the name of the town right now because I am a heavy pour of whiskey in and things are getting foggy. By the way, High West, I'm I'm good with it. I'm not mad about it at all. You're welcome. It's tasty. Um, So we, we usually shop by price point. What's the... What's the damage on that? Do you know? I don't you know. It. You it was, got it as a birthday gift. I don't know. It was my birthday on Tuesday, so I got this as a birthday present. Shout out to uh, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> shout so, out shout out to Nick Aiken. Hey, Nick. Uh, thank you. Phenomenal human being who brought this to my birthday party, my surprise birthday party. And uh, no shit. This is yeah. fucking great. So, so this Seth does, is going to look it up. Don't, yeah, yeah, don't announce the price. I'm going to make cheers, a guess. Cheers. I'm cheers. 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 For those of you who live in Washington, this doesn't mean anything to you. Because tax. Yeah. For those of you in California, it'll be cheaper. Um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna put this at an Oregon price of thirty six dollars a fifth. That's that's my guess. I actually think you're low. You think before, so? Before I'm even looking. Actually, I would have to say that you are maybe ten dollars low. Really? Yep. I would say you're ten dollars low. This High is, West American Prairie. This is seven damn good whiskey. I'm not. Oh, what did you say? Thirty six. Is he spot on? 35. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Get I know the my fuck out of here. Cheers. Yeah. yeah to that you was guys, man. fucking beautiful, man. And John, the peanut gallery in the back. Cheers. You. Uh, so I came out of last and just south of weed. I got a little bit turned around and decided to just fuck it. I'm going to slab it in. And I rode into weed. And stayed in... Which is a very interesting place, by the Fuck way. Fuck yeah. I mean, they've... Weed's very. a lot better than Wairika. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and they've, they've, they've had this shtick going on forever. I don't know how it ended up named weed, but they've forever... They used to have, like, Coca-Cola style to, like, enjoy weed, California. Yep, yep, yep. yep. They just... They, they have fully embraced... They the, have billboard signs. Yeah. Big billboard signs, just like yeah. that. Yeah. Buy your kitschy shit here. Buy your kitschy shit here. Like, they just... <laughs> they fucking love it. But... In weed, I've been through weed in my life three separate times, and every time that I've been through, I've eaten at this little 50s diner called the Hilo Cafe I've that is it. attached to the Hilo Motel and RV Park, Yeah, and I make a point when I'm in the area, I make a point of stopping at that spot. So when I realized I was rerouting and I realized that my second to last night was going to be in weed, I'm like, I don't give a fuck what it costs. 
It's a holiday weekend. I don't give a shit. Can I get a room? Yes, I can get a room. And I'm staying at the high-low motel. And how much does a room cost you? It was like 97 bucks after taxes and fees and everything like that. It wasn't terrible, especially since. So if like, you would have went up to Wairika, it's 59 bucks a night. Probably. Not but that you want the to stay and there you get, ever. And you get a gumless prostitute that yeah, stands outside your door. Here's the, here, here's the thing about this. Here's the thing gumless, about this. Not toothless. Not toothless. Gumless. gumless. Yeah. You got a little jawbone hanging out there. You get that. Here's the thing. boner a whole new meaning. Here's the <laughs> Yeah, don't hold oh, that. that yeah, don't hold that. Don't yeah, hold that. That laugh back like a fart in class. Okay, come on. Yeah. <laughs> so here's the thing about that particular part of that leg of the trip is, again, somebody who's never going to listen to this podcast, Kevin, the host at the ho- <laughs> the motel. Thank you, dude, for being a solid human being. So I roll in. The no vacancy light is lit up. I've got a reservation, so I know I'm good. And I was like, do you have a cheaper room? I've got a two queen, uh, two queen room. I don't need it. I'm one dude traveling by myself. Do you have a smaller, cheaper room? He's like, can you knock on somebody's door and see if they'll switch? Yeah. <laughs> well, no, so he's like, I was like, I see your no vacancy sign, but is that like legit? And he's like, actually, no, we had some cancellations. We've got this room. We got this room, blah, blah, blah. So Ooh. he puts me in this other room and I go in there to use the pisser and there's no power in the, uh, so he gives me the new room. He charges me and it's like 10, 15 bucks less okay. than what I was expecting to pay. That's why you got no power in the bathroom. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, I roll in there. The and I was like, Hey man, the there's, there's no, yeah. It's like, there's no power in the bathroom. And so he goes around trying to find a breaker that's flipped or whatever. Unsuccessful. Uh, comes back. He's like, I can put you back in the room that you were supposed to be in for the same price. So I got, like an upgrade because the room that I moved into didn't have a mini fridge, didn't have a microwave. Like part of the problem was the hotel so old that like the breakers were popping all the time okay. because of the appliances in the, the rooms. Yeah. Oh, shit. So the okay. upper rooms, the, 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 the upper cheaper, smaller rooms had no appliances in them. I was like, the I break- don't give a fuck. I'm just like one dude. Like, I don't care about any of that shit. That's totally fine. Yeah. But I got like upgraded. So I had a TV, a mic, I'm not TV all the rooms I had a, a microwave TV was a super upgrade. Yeah. No, I had like all of the same shit. I had AC, I had microwave, I had mini fridge, like all that kind of stuff. Did you have two beds still? I did. I got moved did you back into from the, one bed to the other. Bed? No, I mean, what the fuck I mean, is wrong with you? Why would I, why would I do that to the, the, the housekeeper? If I, if she walks in and she sees that bed is completely pristine, she doesn't have to fuck with it. That's a good point. That's extra work for her. Man. I mean, that still not, has to strip it. That's Welcome true. to COVID world. Uh, Everything there you go. In that that makes, I stripped. mean, that makes sense. But and no, I am still that asshole that jumps from bed to bed and then jumps on the wall, Spider-Man's and then jumps back to the bed. No, okay, man, if so, I had had some, if I'd had some strange, I want to bounce from bed to bed. Like this is my baby. sleeping bed and that's my fucking bed, but I didn't. <laughs> I did not have that opportunity. I fucked myself up in Colorado (laughs) once with a really bad hangover at high altitude. Not something you want to deal with. But I will say the four days I spent puking and crying in that hotel room, I switched beds multiple times. I had my daytime bed and my nighttime bed. And like I would sweat and puke in one bed and then crawl over and sleep in the other bed. And then go back and sweat and puke in the other bed. (laughs) I feel you on that. By the way... I'm sorry to, no, to preface this conversation. I just got a text 
Uh, and this is the most interesting text you could ever get. Is it from Tavi? Because he's the one we were talking about him rubbing one out. He said, I only tug at night, bitches. <laughs> Why would you Tavi, only tug did at you night? Release, <laughs> did you release the tip, at least? If you're at home, man, you one o'clock in the, the afternoon tip. is like, like peak time. Yeah, seriously. I, I, I mean, I, I beat it like three times a day. It's okay. And I have a girlfriend, which is the worst part. But hey, you know. Well, you know, it adds to that stain power later on. <laughs> you know, women don't understand the maintenance it takes to be able to, to perform well. That's what I'm saying, man. I, I beat it three times a day and I still have the endurance and stamina to like. It's you know, almost hey like babe, we've been through over. three quarters of a fifth of whiskey already. I have been oh, told. Wait. <laughs> I have been told. I have oh, been shit. told. We finish that? Are you almost. We got me? another bottle coming at two o'clock. We're I have been told that I have been told that the, the benchmark is 12 to 17 minutes. Out of baby. Hey, yeah, 12 to Let's, 17 minutes. Yeah, I've heard. That's so That's a lot of thrusting. I, I've done some research on this. Well, and I'm still unclear about the 12 to 17 I'm minutes, break whether that that's like you. all <laughs> of it no, or I, if it's including foreplay. I've got you right now. So this is, this is the statistical standard from scientific research from multiple sources. From the time that the man gets hard during foreplay until climax, the national average in America is 10 minutes, including foreplay. So... I'm slaying it. You know, I know that. Atta baby. Up high. Oh, oh. Speaking of slaying, speaking of slaying, can we talk about. If you're falling in that average, seriously, and you go from grabbing titty to nutting in 10 minutes, you need to fucking rework your shit. Look at this picture. COVID's fucked me up. I'm averaging three times a day. (laughs) 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 From an anonymous source that's (laughs) telecommuting. Is that jizz? That is goddamn popcorn underneath my bed that my lady just found. If there's not snacks under your bed, like what are you seven doing? Seven months old. It's like like fucking three years old popcorn you, underneath my bed. If you don't have <laughs> if you don't have peanut butter, dry snacks, and a Gatorade under your bed, what kind of business are you running? If you it's illegitimate. It's illegitimate. If you have a it's lady if you have a lady who cleans your room for you and you're not paying her, good on you. That's that Persian ding dong, bro. Oh Dude. man. So anyway, <laughs> all of these sidetracks, I keep trying to get to like the, yes, please. This is so, this is so minute and lame. I kind of think, but for me it was a thing. So the high low, like I said, I've there's been there nothing three, lame about you. Like I said, the high low, I've been there three times in my life. The cafe, I've stayed in the hotel now once, which was a goal of mine. Uh, when I moved to Oregon originally over a decade ago, mm-hmm. I stopped in weed on that move. And I was like sitting in the high low diner looking around going, this is where I'm going to die. Not in like a scary, I'm, I'm weirded out. Some shit's going to happen way, but like, I'm going to move to weed. I'm going to live out in the outskirts of town. I'm going to come into town once a week, once every two weeks. I'm going to sit at the diner. I'm going to have my regular, the, the waitress is going to be like, Hey Seth, the usual, like that whole kind of thing. Like I have this visual of me as a hermetic bachelor living in the fucking sticks. Um, not very far fetched, but okay. Yeah. I think that's where we all want to wind up. So I make a point, <laughs> I make a point of st- stopping in the high low anytime I'm in the area. Absolutely. So this time I roll in outside, the entire place looks exactly the same as it always has. Mm-hmm. Inside, it's not. Inside the diner, they have upgraded everything. 
things are a little weird because of COVID. So we'll let that slide. But like they have like renovated the interior. They've changed the layout of shit. They've changed the upholstery. So now it's kind of a contemporary diner. It does not any longer look like a kitschy fifties diner. Congratulations. You funded their, uh, their, their whole remodel. Yeah, I guess (laughs) makes me real fucking sad, but the peak of my entire trip square as it is, I got online I found their menu online and I saw that their Friday, Saturday night special at the high low was prime rib from 5 PM till it's gone. And Stop. I look at the clock and I go, it's five 30. I got to get my ass Stop. over there. I roll over and I order a prime rib. It is top three prime ribs I've ever had in my entire higher fucking life really in a tiny little shithole diner in a tiny little shithole town in Northern California. You've got to be kidding me, man. No. Was it, was it like, I wish I had taken pictures, but I'm not that Instagram asshole. Was it? I got food in front of me and I eat it in front. I've never eaten Sandy hut prime rib. Oh, that's a, that's a one inch prime rib at least. Oh yeah. No, easily one inch. Okay. My favorite prime bright, ribs are when you pay bright by the pink, ounce. beautiful, yeah, absolutely, bright pink Sorry. all Say, the way through, nice chunks of fat that you like don't want to eat but you really gotta fucking eat. Absolutely, um, yeah, unfuckwithable. There used to be a place. horseradish, your sides for like how much bacon grilled like ba- bacon infused fucking like bacon green beans like fucking yes. all that shit. Yes, just shitty America. Diner Prime Rib. Fuck all you guys. That's fucking Wednesday at Sandy Hut. That's Wednesday at Sandy Hut. All right. Well, maybe I'll go to Sandy Hut. But Sandy Hut or no, 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 no. They have a set slab size. I shit you not. Listen, Sandy Hut, right down the street, guys. We used to go. John and I used to go almost every Wednesday. Okay, and without exaggeration, this is like a 16, 18 ounce prime rib. With green beans and mashed potatoes with the skin still in the mashed potatoes. Okay. With the mashed potato, the skin still in the mashed potatoes. Guys, what was it? Fourteen, sixteen dollars? That's fair. Yeah. So I I I shit myself when I was I was like, Are you kidding me? I didn't This is about I mean, this is this is about the same. It was like sixteen, eighteen. Yeah. Unreal. There was a place downtown called Valor, and on the weekends you used to be able to get prime prime rib three sides buck an ounce the the sides were free and those were uniform but you would prepay a buck an ounce for your prime rib so you get a 10 ounce prime rib you get three sides for 10 bucks like i really fucking miss that shit man like the prime rib like community dinner thing um is is kind of falling by the wayside and that's that's a thing that i want to see come back more popular in bars and stuff because it used to be you can go into any bar on friday night and they'd have a prime rib special where they cooked up like 40 fucking prime ribs and you just buy by the ounce get the sides for free and just rock it absolutely i miss all that shit this prime rib made my trip and I told the waitress. And that's the end of a bottle of High West. Yeah, we're done with that bottle of High West. Before the first break. Well, I mean, we're not done. We've all got to drink what just got poured, but we're pretty close so, to done. Not to not to shit on your parade. We're at an hour. We're going to finish up your story with the prime rib, and then we're going to take a break. Fuck yes. yes. That would be great. Yeah, it's perfect because it gives me two more days. 
and then we roll into Jay. It's going to be beautiful. Absolutely. Let's do it. Uh, that prime rib made my trip. I really enjoy. I got. I got really enjoyed like sitting in that diner, despite the fact that aesthetically it had changed. But I'm talking to the waitress. I tell her like, this is the best prime rib that I have had in years, hands down. And then I hear her cross the diner in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Hey guys, that table Yankee four. Table four. <laughs> <laughs> Table four just told me this is the best prime rib he's had in years. Those guys fucking crushed. I don't know who, what kind of wizards they have working in the the kitchen at the high low cafe, but those guys crushed that fucking prime rib, man. I've got a story that I don't know if I should tell it. So I was, Oh, you should definitely tell it then. I was <laughs> we hold maybe, back do we hold back from telling stories on this podcast? No. So I was like maybe 18, 19 years old and I was working at a at a, a place down in Coos Bay that was doing swing dancing lessons. It was this really beautiful setting and they would charge fifty dollars per patron. You got a prime rib dinner and a dance lesson. And I was in the kitchen with the chef and I was like, Chef, what's your secret to a good prime rib? And he opens up the fucking oven pulls it out and starts hawking loogies and spitting them on each oh, fucking fuck. loaf, dude. Like each lug of meat got a big old loogie spit on it and he slams it shut and he's like, gotta keep moist. Welcome. <laughs> well, well, to be fair, to be fair, $50 a plate prime rib. If you're getting you spit on $13 a plate prime rib, you're probably getting clean meat. Yeah. But to be fair, when you're cooking it at that heat, it's still clean meat. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> sort of. Disinfected. Fuck COVID-19. So we're we're at the end of our first hour. We're going to take a quick break, and then we'll uh, we'll be back up to fuck with y'all. Absolutely. Cheers. I got to pee. <laughs> <laughs>